Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back on my block podcast. Packers lost to the Giants. Can you believe the Packers lost to that Giants football team? I'm your host, Mike Wall. You can find me at MikeWall68 on Twitter, or X as they call it now. Process to perform on Instagram. Our show is sponsored uh, on the Believe platform. You can find it anywhere you get your podcast, the audio version. If you want to watch the video portion of this and check out all the uh, all the highlights and clips that we, we get out there, check that out on the Process to Perform channel on YouTube. And our show is sponsored, as always, by Bet Online. All the major sports are in action this week with college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is the number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and National Hockey League games this season. So head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online where the game starts. Sloppy play. <clears throat> That's the theme it is, just sloppy, sloppy play, sloppy coaching, sloppy execution. Uh, it just dooms the Packers. So you lose 24-22 on a last-second field goal. And there's so many times you're on a third-string against a third-string quarterback who's, you know, parents, I think parents put out like veal cutlets or something. In the parking lot, which looked amazing, by the way. But it's it's difficult. When you're playing against a third-string quarterback in the National Football League. They don't have 32 good quarterbacks, and we're playing against a third-stringer. And he looks like uh, Johnny Football. You know, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. He the kid played really, really well. No turnovers. Ran all over us. And, and that's what I'm going to get into. It's a little bit, there's fits and there's everything, but there's also some scheme stuff, or at least the way that things are being taught or the way that it looks like it's being taught on film, that is a problem. Packers give up over 200 yards on the ground again this season. But really, the two main themes of the day, number one, offense was just so far below standard. And Jordan Love, you know, the numbers 25 for 39, uh, 218 yards, touchdown interception, fumble lost. It it was it just wasn't crisp. And the footwork is, is an issue. When you watch some of these, these throws – Footwork really shows up, like why the ball's not getting whipped around. Like this, you do not have a Brett Favre arm, an Aaron Rodgers arm, and <clears throat> I think what we make the mistake of doing a lot of times is saying, you know, this guy can throw it over the yard, like you know, a la you know, Jeff George or one of these fellas. But the guys that can really flip the ball around, it's like the way they engage their entire body is just different. We might not like to the casual, you might not notice it. And they might not have their hit, their their foot their feet in the perfect position, but the way that they kind of torque and twist their body to generate force is just really special. And a lot, way too many of Jordan Love's footballs are floaters last night. Aikman's thinking maybe it was the wind, and but it's really just the ball's not coming out very well because their footwork's poor, and uh, we're not. And because of that, I think the the gimmies, the easy, the five yarders, the hitch passes are not there like they should be. You're not putting your people in a position to run after the catch like you should. And then you're still not connecting on those deep balls unless it's a contested catch. And obviously, Christian Watson didn't play last night. So you have some opportunities for contested catches because you're 
hitching when you shouldn't because the ball's floating when it should be on the line. And listen, you just don't have the guys on the other end. They're going to make those plays consistently. I think even when Christian Watson's there, you know, he's made some plays this year, but we can't, you can't rely on that. Like the ball, it just has to be a better executed play. And I think, you know, number two, the theme is, is, the RPO game and the quarterback scramble game just murdered this defense. I mean, if you look at, you know, Saquon Barkley had two big runs before that, that odd fumble we'll get into on the, on film, but they held him in check the entire, uh, the entire game until that last drive, or I guess the second to last drive. Uh, but the Packers are second to last in the league. We're giving up 148 yards a game. And Tommy DeVito, the quarterback's leading the, leading the giants in rushing until the last four minutes. Um, I think bigger picture, because again, you're thinking playoffs now. The Packers opened up a real can of worms because it wasn't that, like, we'll show this on tape. The Packers, Joe Barry saw there was an issue and started making some adjustments, but the Giants already had that, like, that was, they're playing chess, we're playing checkers. They already had all the adjustments figured out. Like, oh, you're going to do this, then we're going to do that. You're going to, you're going to drop a safety, then then we're going to throw the ball. You're going to spy a court. You're going to spy a linebacker. We're going to hit the check down. Like, you know, all these things were already mapped out. And what it shows you is if you have to put, cause we got a lot of young guys playing. We got a lot of back in the secondary. We got some, some guys that didn't start the season in those positions playing in those positions. And so when you have to lean on some of these guys that don't have the experience and your pass rush was atrocious, Against a bad Giants off, like a bad Giants offensive line, a line that gave up with Tommy DeVito six sacks to the New England Patriots the last time they were they stepped on the field. Patriots don't have a single pass rusher. Matthew Jones not playing. They don't have a single pass rusher that I can name, and they give up six sacks. We had zero. And lane discipline, rushing over the top. I mean, Rashawn Gary, as much as I sing his praises. That's one of the worst games he's had just from a, like, you should be beating the brakes off of this guy. And not only are you not, you're running over the top and giving Tommy DeVito exits. So let's just check out the tape. Let's check out the tape before we get into everything else. We'll go sequentially here because I can't, I can't, I couldn't get this on uh, my usual deal. So we went on the uh, NFL.com. It turns out Jaden Reed's becoming our go-to guy. I mean, if you looked at motion, Malik Heath and Jordan Reed, or Jaden Reed, mostly Jaden Reed is doing all your motion stuff last night. Maybe, I don't know. Obviously, you can kind of figure out why he's filling that Debo Samuel role in this offense. But he is the explosive player now, run and pass. I want to get this right. So Jaden last night has four carries for 38 yards. So that's over nine a carry. Okay. Uh, Dylan's got like three and a half a carry. All right. Um, Patrick Taylor had a couple of nice carries as well, but really this is your go-to guy. This is it now. And he's just able to run away from this, you know, linebacker. He's just doing a really good job. That's how you start. And we, second week in a row, you start off the game by giving him, or excuse me, sec, two out of the last three weeks, he starts off the game by getting the football on, on an around jet sweep type of action. So what do they do now? They run the orbit. They fake the handoff. They give the ball underneath for the first down. They do this later in the game as well. AJ has a nice hole. Of course, when you're running Jaden around that much, 
eyes go to the backfield, all the turnaround handoff stuff. You don't really know where the ball is. And what AJ really needs is an open hole that he can see now and hit now. He doesn't want to jump cut or do anything in the backfield. Using motion now, we show that by using Jaden, putting him across the football, they don't move. They just adjust by shifting over. That means that the safety down here, I'll go back to the circle if I can. There we go. So we're using motion by putting Jaden Reed across the ball because they stay. They don't chase him. Now we know who's got flat and who's got deep contain here. So now you know that Tucker Kraft, who had a great game uh, yesterday, probably his best game as a pro from a receiving standpoint. I don't know about blocking. But now you know who he has to beat. He has leverage already. Gets down for a seven-year game. These are great. Like, this is a great way to start the football game. But unfortunately, sloppy footwork starts showing up with, with uh, Jordan. And so like this is a very easy, just catch the ball, put him in a position to be successful. But you look here. And you're running the wrong direction. Like this, there's no reason to run away from the line of scrimmage and throw this football. And this is the thing about at the high, this is the highest level, right? The National Football League is the highest level of football played in the world. Okay. And Jordan Love is is one of the top 20-ish quarterbacks in the National Football League. And the Green Bay Packers are a storied franchise that have had an incredible amount of success. <clears throat> this stuff is either is either uh, being condoned or tolerated, or we're in practice every day. I remember watching Russell Wilson in Seattle doing a wet ball drill, doing the exact same thing that Jordan's doing now, taking a snap, but he's flipping his hips with his feet in the ground and throwing the ball to the guy, right? They're doing a wet ball drill. Everything's got to be perfect. But, and like you guys know, I'm not a Russell Wilson fan, but the way you go about your business matters. This is ridiculous. I, I know it doesn't seem like a big deal or a big play, but it's the mentality and the mindset of thinking, like, oh, it's okay because I'm talented. I don't need to work on the fundamentals. This loses you football games, as well, you know, as we saw last night. Again. You're stepping to the sideline, and like any like anybody who just stands up and throws a football, uh, any kind of ball. If I want to throw the ball straight, I'll, I kind of you point your feet to where you want to throw. You flip your hips around. If you want to open up a little bit and have it a more of an open stance, it's one thing. But if you're throwing your entire body towards the sideline, and this is the hardest throw for a quarterback, right? If uh, an out route, not a five yard, but probably a fifteen yard out away uh, across your body. So you really have to you know give the the route or the, the pass, it's respect by putting your feet in the ground and stepping through this. And when you flip your hips all the way around to the sideline, you push the ball past the receiver. It's inevitable. I mean, this is how that it's just how it works. It's physics. It's not me being a bad guy. It's not, you know, a, a fan saying this guy's no good. It's physics. This is what happens. So we give the ball over to the Giants, and this is a theme early in the game. They wanted to mess around with the backside and where we're going to crash, uh, where we're going to crash Rashawn and have Devontae come underneath, or we're going to, or we're going to have Devontae crash the B gap and have Rashawn play, you know, come, come over the top and play down the line of scrimmage. Okay. What it does and what it really did all game was it put this real onus on the front side to defeat a block, particularly Isaiah McDuffie 
we'll see they're pulling around here. And this isn't a play that Isaiah McDuffie is going to win. I mean, you got a 300-pound guard coming in uh, around the corner. You need to have somebody playing over the top here. You've essentially allowed Andrew Thomas, who's their best player on the offensive line, to double-team the three technique with a guard, and he doesn't have to rise up to anybody. In other words, if we were running this properly, they would have to rise up and block Devondre Campbell. They don't have to block anybody here. Darnell Savage, you see coming down into the into the box, but he's starting from 10 yards. So this is one of those things where it sounds good, and if you beat them across their face on the backside and you make this play in the backfield, it looks great. But way too many times last night, we're running something that's not paying off. So first down on his first carry. Now, watching the game last night, early on especially, you know, I just talk about an attitude that you want on the on the football game, on the field, with this team, at all times. So Isaiah McDevitt's not the biggest guy in the world, but this is how you – so this guy's blocking him. This is how you finish people in football. You just throw them on the ground. Simple. That's football. You throw them on the ground. You don't stand over them. You don't talk – you just throw them on the ground and you move on. But you don't let them get their hands on you without consequences. And that's why I'm always such – people are, oh, you're a big fan. Isaiah. You're damn right because he plays with an attitude. And I think you need more of that. And I don't – you know, if it's the Packers, if it's the Panthers, any team I played for, any team I'm watching, I look for those guys. Ex-players look for those guys. Okay, so we're rushing five, all right? And this is kind of another theme of the night. We're rushing five. Now, I think Devontae White's getting held here, or he's getting his, his arm held. But we they allow him to break contain. And it looks like they have, we have him in an advantageous position again. I think Devontae White's getting, getting held here, but just me. But they break contain here. And this is the first of many situations where DeVito on the run – you know, gets positive yards and does something good for the New York uh, football Giants last night. Now, first short yardage, real big play of the game for them. What happens? They pitch it outside, and McDuffie just shoots through because the guy plays with attitude. Justin Pugh's trying to get him on a reach. He just runs right through it, playing on their side of the line of scrimmage, making plays on the football. It's exactly how you do it. You give the ball back. Now we're talking about the New York football giants who are like, I don't know, bottom five in the league in yards per given up yards per game. I know I have it here somewhere. Let me get it right. They go 135 yards per game. Good for 29th in the league. And, and Dexter Lawrence, who's by far their best player, maybe on the entire football team is coming off a hamstring. So he's not hundred percent, but right here, John running jr. You can't get pushed back on the line of scrimmage on an outside zone. Now, you can say, Mike, why is Josh Myers leaving John Runyon Jr. by himself on what clearly now has become the focal point block and the hardest, like the hardest block in, in this game? Because he's because that guy's playing a, a, a head up nose tackle. Why is he slipping through to help to help Elgin Jenkins? Well, maybe that's how they run it, which I would doubt, but maybe. Or maybe Elgin made a, made a call they thought there was going to be a spike. I'm sure that John Runyon Jr. knew that was the deal. You can't get pushed in the backfield because now AJ's got to stop his feet. Your guy ends up making the play, and it's just a it's a bad look. And there could be a million reasons. Look, if they double team that nose tackle, that play probably goes for five, six, seven yards. But they didn't. They chose to do it that way, and that's a very difficult block. That quite frankly, he's not going to get 
19 out of 20 times. We go back to sloppy footwork at the quarterback position. It's not like you don't have, like, the kid's got presence. I'm young man. I'm not down on Jordan Love at all. It's just this has to get fixed, right? Your feet can't be parallel to the line of scrimmage, and you're trying to throw the ball downfield up to the sideline again and miss easy throws. It just can't happen. And it is has nothing more to do when at some point during practice or what this has happened the entirety of the season. So either he is really, really bad at throwing off his back foot. He's just never going to like, he's not going to learn this season or they're just not addressing this. They're not, in other words, they don't have a, like a, like Frank Wright was a great coach for Carson Wentz back in the Eagles days because he was really big on footwork. When Frank Wright left, Carson Wentz's footwork left with him, right? And he never got it back. Okay. You have to have somebody in the building that's going to have a real attention to detail. I'm not saying they do or not. I'm just saying it's showing up on film that nobody's helping him get right. It feels like the Giants and the Packers are kind of in the same situation with the same play sheet. And I, I said this a number of times during the game last night. Like, man, they're running the same. Like, the teams are running the same stuff. So they're going to run the end around here. And they did this a number of times as well. Uh, very successfully with uh, with uh, Robinson. Um, maybe not, maybe not as much as Reed, but they're keeping that. Like it becomes a viable part of the running game. I guess is the point. So you see, Big Dexter Lawrence here, and you've got a uh, under center running situation. Down block. I think Jenkins is trying to down block him. And so we're doing – there's a couple things going on here. Let me back this up. So you're doing a guard tackle pull, okay? Now, now if you're Josh Myers, number five is Kayvon Thibodeau. was the first-round pick last year. Like, you know who he is, okay? So there's no reason to act like – and he's over – like, he's in the B-gap. He's standing up over – he's either over the tackle or on the B-gap, but he's, he's clearly going to follow these guys at this point, right? So it's not like you should just let him go and bypass him. Even if your responsibility is maybe the backside safety or linebacker, like when that guy gets down to a certain point, you have to understand that the tight end's not going to be able to block it. Or maybe he's not even trying to. So Myers just kind of bypasses. Maybe he just whiffs. And, and it looks like he's trying to go for the backer. I don't know. But he bypasses Thibodeau. So Thibodeau's on the back pocket of Zach Tom. And then Jenkins is trying to down block on Dexter Lawrence, which just believe me when I say is a very, very difficult proposition by one-on-one. -on -one. So this play ends up just having no chance. And this is kind of the theme of the year, really, for Green Bay. is like, how we, where do you really need to improve offensively? Well, you got to establish a run game that, that isn't you know just jet sweeps and end arounds. Like, you have to be able to – if it's gaps, if it's pin and pulls, if it's zone – Got to be a man block. It's you got to be able to sit, hang your hat on something. So this is an interesting play. So it's 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 third and five or third and four. So they get fourth and one, and there was a number of plays last night that actually went Green Bay's way. But this never has to happen. I'll show you right here. Okay, details. This play doesn't ever have to happen. 
the receiver does a really good job of getting to the the first down marker and he's running down like as he should he's holding it's what you just call holding your line in other words you're not going to come back to the quarterback back to the line of scrimmage but jordan's going to throw the ball to lead him so he doesn't feel like if he if he doesn't come back to the line of scrimmage this ball's going to fall short jordan leads him back to the line of scrimmage and so now he has to catch the ball here and so this whole reach, so is he inbounds? Is he out of bounds? I was shocked that they got this call. It was a great play, heads up play by him, but you, play never needs to happen. You know, you're running down the line. The job of the quarterback is to lead you in the proper direction. So you don't have to come back. In other words, if he leads him in front of his body, he'll never come back to the, he'll never come back to the line of scrimmage. Easy first down. Not, there's no controversy in this play whatsoever. This is right off the tape. We talked about this last week on the preview. Their linebackers play deep, and especially in under center play action stuff, when they go, they just they'll get 15 yards deep immediately. Sometimes they'll even turn their backs. So they go under center play action. And what does that mean? That means there's tons, you see checkdowns, there's no defenders anywhere near them. So AJ gets to this ball, makes one guy miss. That there's no chance there. Trucking down the sideline. You know, biggest pass play really of the game early on in the first half, at least and off of just simple, hate, send people deep under center play action. Your checkdowns are going to be wide open all night because these linebackers like to play in the deep zone in the middle zones. So great job. And this is kind of like Jaden's turning into this Debo. Like, I don't want to disrespect anybody, but you know, Debo's kind of the premier guy at this right now, but Jaden Reed is becoming that person in this offense and uh, he's just perfect for it. I mean, he's 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 very very strong runner. He's much more powerful maybe than than he he looks when you first when you first take a, a glance at him. Great speed and agility, and really just seems to have a feel for the running game as well. So we give the Giants the ball back, rushing five. And listen, the 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 idea is okay. If you're going to rush five, they're bringing Divider Campbell here. If you, I think, if you're rushing five, you see our linebackers are dropping into coverage. Why? Well, if you bring five, then you should feel very confident that there's nowhere for the quarterback to go. And for whatever reason, you can see that the uh, from the bottom, you see Kenny Clark's on the bottom, and you see the next two defensive tackles are almost stacked on one another, and you can kind of right now figure out where the space is between Barkley and and it looks like the the uh the right guard and Devito just takes off in one of many quarterback scrambles that ends up in very positive yardage if not a first down for the new york giants so mcduffie ends up making another tackle here on a on a second and short this is I think the confusing stuff for me. So this is a this is what you call a penny front. So five down linemen. And you look at the top, there's four receivers to the top of the screen. And you've shifted out your line. This isn't a penny front. Excuse me. This is just a regular three, four. You got uh, Isaiah McDuffie out. But why if in an empty backfield, Preston Smith has to move over, even maybe to the point. In other words, maybe you move him over the point man there, the second receiver from, from the tackle. Because it's, it's a, this is a numbers game. If Saquon Barkley, who split all the way out, catches this football, you have three blockers and two defenders within 10 yards. 
So this is a very, very easy first down. If you don't walk, if you walk out the defensive end, whole new ball game because not one of those guys can block Preston Smith. But again, there's got to be an adjustment probably on Wednesday or Thursday of like, hey, if we see this look out of base, like we know we're going to drop you anyways. So let's just go ahead and get out there because there's no court. The quarterback's not going to run a sweep this way, or he's not going to run a draw to where you were. So this is a little bit confusing for me. And I, you see the safety coming down and trying to fit this up, but really this is, this is way too easy. I mean, Andrew Thomas is able to get a helmet play side on, on Preston because he's under the impression he doesn't need to be all the way out there. And, and on a third and short like this, when they take their best player and they put it out, you know, they put him out at the, uh, at, behind three receivers. It's like, what do you think they're going to do? I want you to, we talked about this before. I put remember this, but this is the backside of this formation, tight end hipped off, quarterback and gun. We got near right, which means the uh which means the the running back is is to the tight end side. And watch how they play this. I'm talking about the, the, the Packers. Now Rashawn Gary is, is playing square. The suggestion there by playing square is that he is going to read this and try to come off for the for the quarterback, okay? That's the suggestion. Otherwise, he would just go crash the quarterback and – excuse me, crash the running back, and when the quarterback pulled, it would be Devondre Campbell or somebody else's responsibility. The thing here that's confusing is – everybody's play everybody kind of follows the quarterback maybe they read the read early but remember that play because they come back and do the same thing and pull it and it's a real problem so the thing about crashing your linebackers and playing aggressive is and this is what you're going to this is what the giants are are, are counting on is that you know isaiah mcduffie devonder they're going to go play hard to the line of scrimmage on run action and you're going to be able to have little pockets of space where if you can beat the cornerback and get the ball before the safety can adjust, you're going to have some opportunities to make some intermediate throws. And this is exactly what they do. So, again, I just think from a coaching perspective, Dayball and the staff did a really nice job of setting this kid up for success. Still got to throw the ball, still got to catch the ball, though, right? So we're rushing five. Again, they're bringing McDuffie on a blitz around the edge. And when you're rushing five – now you got checkdowns all over the board. So Devondre Campbell, if I back this up, Devondre's backing into his zone. Again, you think you're going to get home here. And you got guys rushing a little bit high, but he comes right down the middle again for a first down. Think about the amount of times this game where the quarterback was able to escape towards immediately towards the line of scrimmage. It's a big deal. Now, this, this play, you're running a new formation, 17's in the backfield. I think you got Saquon leading here. And I think McDuff it's I think McDuffie just gets caught with his, his his eyes catch him. So Van Ness is reading the quarterback, and McDuffie thinks this is going to hit right off Van Ness. And I don't think he understands that 17 has the ball. He misses this opportunity here. 
because we do have outside. They did they forced him back vertical. I'm talking about 17 now. The run the, the carrier and McDuffie's just out of position. They get a huge run down to the five yard line. And this play, we should all know what this play looks like. This is the first time we saw this was Trent Williams going in motion, coming across and hammering Rashawn Gary in the playoffs. This isn't big Trent, but now they're going to take advantage of Lucas Van Ness, who really, with an off-the-ball tight end in a two-point position, he's got to be thinking reset the line of scrimmage here. Like He should have this guy back at the 9-10 yard line right off the snap because he's that kind of powerful player. I mean, that's your job, right? And so what happens here is it ends up being a, a just a, a car accident at the five. And 64 comes in and just cleans house. Everybody goes down. They collapse the end. I mean, this is a this is a disaster over there on the far side. And a lot of it's just because we're catching and we're not resetting that line of scrimmage. Like if if you're a DN, and again, I don't like that he's playing in two point all the time, but I you do what you do. And you got a two a tight end off the ball in a two-point stance and he's attacking you, dude, it's like I'm resetting you at least a yard back because that's that's just what I'm going to do. And you can try to run around me or this would kick me out, but it's it's going to be at the 10 here. It's not going to be at the five-yard line, for God's sakes. Easiest, that's the easiest touchdown Saquon's going to have all year. Again, not a great ball, thrown off his back foot, which just an elite-level athletic play here. See a little bit of a push off. Who cares? But you talk about body control, man. That is really something special. I say you can't win like this. What do I mean by that? Okay. So it's third and short. And you, we've been talking about having Jordan Love pull the ball for weeks because it's been there and it's there right now. So now you got Tucker Craft running on a cornerback. Okay. You've got everything else sealed off. Kayvon Thibodeau had his chest towards the center until a split second ago. So he's not running right now. He's turning and beginning to run. So you have leverage everywhere. If you're Jordan Love, there is no room to slow up here. You just got to run. You got to run for the pylon and trust that Tucker Craft's going to do his job. You can't slow down and try to okey-doke Kayvon Thibodeau, who's, who quite frankly is pound for pound a much better athlete than you are. So he gets the strip sack, or strip, not sack, but uh, he strips the ball for the fumble. And then luckily, the you know, Green Bay Packers are playing some good you know, base run defense against the running backs at this point. They go full house backfield. And lateral runs suck, man. I don't care what team I'm watching or playing for. Like, if you're you know, third or fourth down and short and you're doing these lateral runs, man, I, I just – time and time again, they just, they just get blown up every play. And you know, shout out to uh, uh, to our guy here. Who who may, is this? Eric Wilson, who comes up forty five. Eric Wilson and McDuffie come up and stuff this guy behind the line of scrimmage. I think man, McDuffie finishes off a good job by Eric Wilson, fell in the lane. Big play for him. But really, if, if you're the Giants and you're like, why are you running Saquon Barkley at, at a fullback position across across the ball? So Jordan again. And this, this is the pick. And you got to look the safety off. One, you can see where he's staring. So the safety gets a great break on this ball. But the second thing is, and this comes up again later, you can't always hitch. Sometimes you got to let the ball go. And if you're going to if you're gonna hitch, then the ball's got to be really, like you're hitching because you're loading up, right? 
So hitching is a timing thing on some routes, right? But if that's the case, like if you're taking a hitch to time it, then that this ball's got to be out perfectly. You know, if it's one, two, three, four, five, plant and throw, you quarterback practices practices all of this stuff. But the hitch feels natural, more natural to a lot of people because they get to kind of gather and load up, right? They don't have to just change direction and flip their hips. So if you're going to hitch, so this ball's got to be so much better than this from a timing standpoint and just even from a distance standpoint. He underthrows this pass. It's just kind of a wobbler. I mean, that ball's getting – that ball's either incomplete or picked. Like, it's not, it's not a good throw, you know? And that's the kind of thing where – with the deep ball, he's shown that he has the arm strength, but for whatever reason, it's almost like um, it's almost like if uh, my kids play soccer, and sometimes if you're not shooting well, you'll start aiming the ball instead of shooting the ball. You'll start you'll start aiming the ball and maybe not giving it all you got instead of just letting it rip and see what happens. And at this level, you got to trust your footwork, you got to trust your eyes, trust your guys. You got to let it rip and see what happens. Like he did in the back of the end zone with Christian Watson, not once but twice last week, but really on the special pass over to the right where he threw a kind of back shoulder on the uh, on the over. Consistency is king in this game. Another situation, they go four and out. We're talking about the Giants now. Got to take the gimmies here, right? This is easy money pass. Easy money pass. And why do we not get the gimme? what happened there guys let's try that again all right right here this is a gimme route you got just you just got to hit it like there's nothing to think about just do it Have a little technical error here there we go we're back so on this play, I just want to point this out because it's the difference between success and failure. Sometimes like you don't realize it, but on this play, the right guard, I think this is Sean Ryan. I could be wrong, but I think this is Sean Ryan. He just whiffs on a, on a, uh, what's that guy's name? Isaiah used to play for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. Big lanky linebacker, super good athlete. Just completely whiffs on him and has Patrick Taylor in the backfield. But Patrick breaks through, gets going. Because of that, we got this great, you know, all of a sudden we have a really good run. Now, Patrick, I think this is the next play. Driving down and just a mental error. And listen, we can all sit here and go, oh, but look, they had three timeouts. Like they weren't going to... This has nothing to do with scoring a touchdown or not scoring a touchdown. It's certainly it's, you know, Matt LaFleur comes over and he's calling the timeout and he's, and he's angry and he knows, you know, Patrick Taylor knows he made a mistake, but it is what it is. Now you want to talk about a guy not getting superstar treatment. This Tommy DeVito kid, man. First of all, first of all, what is Rashawn Gary doing right here? Man, don't get above the quarterback. That guy is a backup to a, that guy's a backup to arguably the worst pass blocking right tackle in the league. This guy's better, to be fair. 
But where are you? As this is the this is the game. Like you should have this. You should have saw. You should have seen money signs. You know, and because you go high, and because you don't get to the height of the quarterback and collapse the pocket, he has a place to run. And we're lucky here because is that I start naming the quarterbacks who they won't give that to, right? Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, I, uh, Herb. Who are they not giving that? They're giving it to everybody. They didn't give it to Tommy DeVito. And I don't care if it was a foul or not. I'm just saying the way it looks, the way the, the NFL's going, the fact that they didn't call this, and then they had the guy come on TV and justify, oh, it was like like the referee could tell in real time that that wasn't a foul. It's like that's that was a crazy call. And this is right here. You want to talk about angry? This is like this is like me when a guy does curls at the gym in the squat rack, man. This is Brian Dayball's over there just saying, what the, you know, angry. So they punt the ball away, and it turns out to be a blessing because Keyshawn Nixon has one of the few mistakes he ever makes back there. And the mistake wasn't dropping it. Sometimes you just had it happens. The mistake was trying to get up. Man, sometimes you, you, know, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. You know, if, if you screw up, Eat it, sit on the ground, don't make it worse. You know, luckily here, the Packers do a great job on defense, hold these guys, and we get the ball back. And Jaden Reed, once again, given an opportunity. Now, big man rolling. We got right there. Look at this. We got Jenkins downfield. We got Big Myers downfield. I know Runyon was here somewhere. Runyon's right here on Thibodeau. No, that's is that Tucker that's Runyon. That's that's not Runyon. He's too athletic for Runyon. Yep, that's Tucker Craft. Look at Josh Myers. What a beautiful man. Look at that stride. Look at that knee drive. I mean, almost full extension on his back leg. I bet you he was a hundred meter sprinter in high school. What a unit. Awesome play. Okay, so the Packers come back now and they go, all right, we're tired of Tommy DeVito running wild on us on a pass rush. So we're going to spy right now. So they walk Isaiah McDuffie down over the center and they spy him. Okay. But spying is, you might as well be what? You might as well be rushing five again. And if you're rushing five, that means you're only dropping six. And that means that there's going to be a lot more space, especially for what? Checkdowns. Okay. So now you got this check down coming out of here on a third and long and they convert. And it's like the Giants just had answers, man. Tommy DeVito, so there's times during the game that he dropped back. You're like, dude, he's running. Like, he is definitely running. He's just waiting for you guys to get here so he can run. But on a couple a couple plays, a couple adjustments that we made, they just turned around and said, okay, fine. You're going to do that. We'll bang out. We'll chip out. And we're just going to hit that check down. So they had answers for us. And listen, that's not like rocket science, okay? Everybody's going to have that kind of answer. But – it's this, the sequence in which things happen and the time it took for us to figure it out. And then immediately, it's like almost as soon as we spy, it's like, oh, we'll just hit the check down for nine in the first down. Now, I talked about this earlier, how we're going to play this RPO. Tight end hipped off, receiver outside. Okay, so we bring the safety down to play on the tight end. Okay, but he's not part of the run game. He's only part of the run game if what? If they do a quick toss this way or if they were going to run some sort of like uh stutter play to the weak side here where they're pulling that tight end and they're pulling that guard, both plays they have, but against the RPO, when they're releasing the tight end to the bottom of the screen, 
to get an extra block on the on the corner. Now that safety's out of the play. So how are you going to run this if you're Devondre Campbell and Rashawn Gary? You see the same thing here. Devondre's gone. Devondre has decided that he is going play side come hell or high water. You see a wave of blue jerseys going that way. If Rashawn Gary doesn't come down here because of where um, Campbell is, dude, this ball is gone out the backside of all those blue jerseys. In other words, if Rashawn Gary just stays with the quarterback here, the running back gets to run the football. And there is nobody even looking at him except for 37 down at the 44-yard line down at the bottom of the screen. Right? We got we got Owens looking at the tight end. Those guys up top aren't catching anybody. Like, you are in real trouble. So the, the, the problem here is you got a numbers issue and you haven't addressed it. And this, you know, this could open up a can of worms next week. Baker Mayfield isn't really known for his RPO game, but I'll tell you what, he'll probably give it a shot this week. You see that. And this is when you know it's going to be that kind of night. TJ Slayton just couldn't jump the count any better, right? Everything you want runs into the – but it's like how do you how do you miss this tackle for loss? First of all, I'm not sure you weren't offsides, but how do you miss this tackle for loss? It's just, it's just going to be one of those days, you know, sometimes it's like, uh, it's like Ron White used to say, you know, sometimes he'll, he'll put peanut butter in his, his bulldog's jowls just to wake up him. Going to be one of them days, Tater. That's in a good way. This is the exact opposite of that. That's like you put, you know, something else in his jowls. It's a tough miss. So we get down here, and I think this is Rashawn Gary at the bottom rushing against this uh, this backup right tackle. Doesn't get a great get off. So he tries to go inside here to get underneath, and he does. And we are spying. And so Rashawn has the option now, right, because we have a spy, he has the option to go wherever he wants. So even though Tommy DeVito can exit here, we do have a spot. We have Devondre Campbell sitting on him. And now it's like, okay, you're not going anywhere. I'm going to get you beyond the line of scrimmage. Again, the downside of all of this is you've taken a man out of coverage. And whether you're playing man back here, you're playing 22. I didn't. I, I did not look at the coverage on this. Obviously, it's man on this side. You're missing like that underneath zone player potentially. That makes this hard. This is a great throw and catch. You're not going to – I'm just trying to tell you guys the, the issues – with with a quarterback being able to scramble on a four-man pass rush. Great throw and catch, though, quite frankly. Now, we circle uh, – uh, they circled Rasheed Walker and, and, and uh, John Rennie Jr. here. But let's just be real clear about what happened, okay? When we look at this, it's going to be that kind of night. Josh Myers is going to literally trip John Runyon Jr. as he's trying to block 360, 70, 80 pound Dexter Lawrence. And the running, I think that's Patrick Taylor, is literally stepping on Rasheed Walker's foot as the uh, defensive end is going to do a, uh, that's Al Jarari, is, try, is trying to do a, a, a left arm pull through arm over for a sack. Okay. Like this stuff happens in football this is not because john runyon jr is not any good this isn't because they shouldn't take yash out and put him in this is because they got stepped on and tripped and it just sucks but this is the life of an offensive lineman 
You see that John Randy Jr. is smart, though. He pops up as fast as possible. Now, later in the game, down in the 30. I think this is a third down and something or other. Kind of a critical play in the game, 13-13, fourth quarter. Jordan Love checks this call at the line of scrimmage, and he gives a hand signal out to the receiver up on the top of the screen. And the signal is, I'm throwing the ball to you, run a go, okay? I'm going to try to hold the safety, run a go. We have we have uh, zone coverage down beneath. I feel good about what I have out of the backfield, but I'm throwing this football, okay? So you know you're throwing it. I knew th that he was throwing it. Anybody who watches film knows, knew he was throwing it. Now the receiver's got to do a good job of pressing the sideline with a, with a corner that's opening up to the safety and then getting space so that Jordan's got somewhere to throw. But Jordan's on the 40. The ball has to be gone now, okay? Get rid of this football, and he underthrows it again. Like, in other words, I'll play this in, in real time. The ball has to be gone. It's one, two, three, four, five, or one, two, three. Throw the ball. Don't hitch it. Throw it. And if you're going to hitch, man, because you're running out of room, it's got to be on a tighter rope, which is going to make the, the angle more difficult because the, wide, the DB is going to be able to get up there. So you got to let this ball go with good arc and good pace earlier. And these, so you, you like the decision. You like that he's going through it. You, you don't even mind the placement. It's the timing that makes the placement poor. We saw this earlier. We got Devondre Campbell, Rashawn Gary. I think that's Rashawn, but it's an outside line right defensive end on the on the on top of the screen there in the circle. Uh, we're doing this whole, you know, one's one's hitting the B gap, the one's coming behind him, and they're trying to crash down. They've done a good job. They brought 17 in motion over the top, and that brings the safety out because he wants to have leverage on that player. And again, what this does is effectively makes it really difficult. You see Campbell's all the way upfield here. Rashawn Gary's coming underneath, but he's not going to be able to make this play because they're blocking back on the defensive tackle. This essentially makes it on a 1v1 with the defensive tackle. And then because McDuffie is trying to figure out what gap to go to, he ends up getting tangled up with the center. And the only player to make the play is the guy who has tried to get leverage on, the, on 17. So the safety misses this right here. I think that's – is that Nixon? I believe that's Nixon. And so we got really Saquon's first big run of the night. And then this is just fundamentals. This is Owens. Listen, this can't happen. Right in the hole. And I know this – look, the guy's got thigh. You know, he's like got thunder thighs. He runs a 4-3. He's amazing. He squats 800 pounds. But it's your job, man. That's why you get – that's how you get paid. Can't miss in the hole. And this is one of the more bizarre uh, things I've ever seen because all this is is a fat man's low fall. If any of you are fat, uh, portly, excuse me, or know uh, a friend that's that's fat or portly, uh, I was once fat or portly, and I know very well that this right there, he's falling. He's still falling. They thought he caught, he's just doing a fat man fall. That's what fat men fall like. You fall kind of over time because if you fall all at once, it hurts, man. You're too big. So you fall over time. Rashawn, uh, Saquon Barkley is just doing fat man slow fall here. And it ends up being a turnover. I was shocked that they made this call. Just because 
I'm a fat guy or a former fat guy, and I know exactly how fat guys fall, and he just did a fat man fall. You fall over the course of a couple yards. So we get the ball back, and it, of course, leads to one of the best catches you're going to see all year. Really underrated catch. So first of all, Jaden Reed at the bottom of the screen. Uh, could you be more open? Nope. Couldn't be more open. So he decided to do the hard thing here and, and throw it to the uh, the five-yard out. But this is what you call a blind hands catch, meaning he's catch. you should catch this ball with your hands in front of you, and he's catching the ball with his hands behind him. So he doesn't really see this catch as well as he'd want to. This is an incredible catch by him. Call that blind hands. Is it, is it, is it, is it? It is beautiful. What a play. Now, they got to go for two to make this a three-point game. And this is just a really tough block for Elden Jenkins. And I don't know if he's allowed to maybe pull around on this or whatnot, but they're running the toss crack over here. And I think they're going to pull the center. But, man, this is just – I mean, I've been here as a left guard. Like, this is such a tough one to just try to get out on here. And he just can't quite get le outside leverage on that linebacker. And it's not like – it's just – it's just a really, really hard play that like it's one of those things that might work on paper, but you know, you run that play. It, in a critical situation, you know, maybe he has the the green light to pull around. He didn't want to, he thought he could get there, but that's just a really, really hard play. It looks like he had good footwork. It looks like he good took a, a good angle, but you know, sometimes you're just not gonna be able to get there on a guy who's already head up on you. So it leads to the Giants get the ball back with time. It's weird because they have the dolphin score up there, the Titans dolphin score. But this is a great play. On, um, this is a great throw and catch. You know, 17 on, on, on Nixon. Really got him at the line of scrimmage. I'm sure everybody saw the replay. But look, this DeVito kid made some plays, man. And he just did. And I got to tell you, I thought he would brick this. You saw this guy, first of all, not the most physical specimen in the world. Not that it matters. You're playing kicker. But he just didn't look very confident. It looked like when he was on the sidelines, like the Giants fans had to like coax him into going onto the field. You know, he just had this, he just, he just had this look about him, like, yeah, maybe I'm not cut out for this. But I'll tell you what, I, yeah, I thought he would break and he, he ended up nailing that. So it's a tough sport. It is a tough sport. So let's hit it. What I got wrong. What I got wrong. I kind of got a lot of things wrong. Number one, shocked by the lack of pass rush against a bad a Giants offensive line. They gave up six sacks to the Patriots. I think they were going to get better. DeVito got better. He did a good job of escaping. Zero sacks. He averages 7.1 yards per carry. I, you know, we didn't even say Kenny Clark's name last night. Really. And, you know, Rashawn Gary gets those two in particular against the matchups that they had. I just thought. I just thought that they would, they, they'd really, you knew Preston Smith and Preston Smith won a couple times at some pressures, but Andrew Thomas is a really good player. So you're just going like, he's not going to get a ton against Andrew Thomas, especially the way these guys play ball. Like they're not going to give you a ton of dropbacks, right? But Justin Pugh, he came off the couch. John Smith, uh, John Smith Jr. Uh, uh, he's a rookie. You know, Brent, Bradenson. Okay. Like you just think we're going to, we think we're going to get some W's off these guys. And then uh, you know, Tyree Phillips, who I said last week, he's playing well, but I didn't think he was going to play that well against our best guy. 
Number two, the Giants came in 14th in the league in rushing at 115 yards a game. And they went for 209 yards at 6.1 a carry. Um, I thought the Packers played well in the expected runs for the most part until that, you know, the last Saquon run. You know, you played well in the expected runs. But that backside nonsense that they were trying to do with uh, with Gary and, and Devondre Campbell, and then uh, a lot of that maybe for the RPO, but – uh, and, and then the RPO game, the quarterback scrambles, like all the off schedule stuff, the end arounds, like it just makes it really difficult, man. Like there's so much going on with these offenses now. It's not just I'm going to hand. It's not just like I'm going to hand the ball off under center to the to the running back. There's so much they have to account for. Um, sometimes it feels like it's easier for me to just bring a wave. Like you're either going to play it base, let your three technique move and rock a little bit. Or are you going to bring like Samsung safety, like something significant off an edge and force them into the short throw? They're going to take a tackle for loss. Like otherwise, all this other stuff, it just seems really difficult. I feel like in this modern NFL, and especially with a team like the Packers, if you're not allowing your safeties and linebackers to try to make plays on their side of the line of scrimmage, I think you're just doing yourself a huge disservice. Like I'd rather take my shot there and make the and make the running back, you know, jump cut or something in the backfield than allowing them to get to the line of scrimmage before they have to make any real decisions. And I, I just don't think we do a very good job of that, quite frankly. Uh, the third thing is I thought Love and Company would get on track. You know, Jaden Reed had a good night running, certainly. Uh, he had four for 38 with nine and a half yards per carry. He had eight eight catches for 27. Um, so obviously not a, like a huge night, but he's, he's getting a lot of touches. He's the motion guy. He's setting up your offense. He, you know, he's kind of becoming the premier guy with, with Christian Watson out. But you saw tonight the footwork is a real issue with Jordan Love. Um, and you see a theme there. And it's like when things go well, like last week, he's throwing dimes all over the field. And talked about on the show, like a lot of those are bad foot throws. It's going to catch up with you. You know, the last couple of weeks I've been saying it's going to catch up. It's going to catch up. And you don't want to be negative. You're just being realistic. Like if you don't take care of that, it's a, it's a problem. Just because you're playing well doesn't mean it's not a problem. So the takeaway here, I think for me is, You hope that this is a hiccup. You hope that a final push is coming up. Tampa Bay's up next. I think they're leading their division like six and seven. Like they're not very good, right? So you got a team that looks very, very beatable. Uh, you have lots to play for, but you just cannot accept being 31st in the league in rushing defense. Like, like that is a someone's heads got to roll. 31st in the league this late in the season, heads got to roll. Cannot live as an offense with the Matt LaFleur did another another good job of putting Jordan Love in position to be successful. Jordan Love didn't show up. Footwork was bad, too many errant throws. And like I think it was 25 for 36. Like people are gonna go, he wasn't like 25 for 50, right? But like these a lot of these throws are so for a for a pro quarterback are are throws that he's more than capable of making. A very talented quarterback, he's more than capable of making. So you can't, you can't because of the poor footwork. It's like sometimes you have a bad day, but if your footwork's always bad and you're making bad throws, some games you're making good. Th you know, we're calling them good throws. Other games, it's like, it's like the throw to Dobbs last week on the fourth down, fourth and two, and he throws a, you know, he throws it, and everyone's going, oh, great read, great throw. And I go, you, you got to catch, you got to throw it if you're going to catch it, but don't lie to yourself and say that it was a good throw, right? It's a bad throw. Like it could have been picked off. It, it, there, it was more likely to be picked off than not. Okay, but it made the play. So, you know, you're a hero. 
But the difference between being a hero one week and a goat the next or always being really good is you're really good at the fundamentals. And that's as a team, not just him, but as a team, that's something you got to get better at. And this should have been a huge day for AJ. AJ averaged 3.5 yards per carry again, which I think is up from his 3.1. But with a, a limited Dexter Lawrence, with the way their linebackers play, without Jaden Reed's numbers, you're at four yards a carry this game against a team that averages against them in rushing defense, 4.8 yards per carry, and 135 yards on the ground, so 29th in the league. So you, they held you below their averages. And that's I mean, there's no way to win football games. I think we got out coached this week defensively. You, I, because of all the stuff I showed you. Either, listen, either you're allowing the, the rush lanes to happen, either you're, or, or you're coaching it the right way, right? Um, when you decide to spy and the quarterback starts making play, like things, ha- you still have to have a way for this to work. If you rush five, you got to get home. If you, if you rush four and bring a spy, creep the spy up, maybe get in his face earlier, but still have rush lanes. And the RPO, if if the backside game with the linebacker defense isn't working, stop doing it. Like, maybe it was a big deal that you worked on it a bunch. Just don't run it. Doesn't work. Didn't work today. Sorry. If it's an answer for your RPO, because your RPO game is now getting beat, right? Those rules should be clear. And it was, it was evident, at least on one of those, that from a rule standpoint, they made a mistake. So it's just like you got to clean that stuff up. And again, you hope this was a hiccup. Um, but there are some areas of opportunity, certainly, right? You got to improve your running game. This run defense, just the communication. We talk about it. Identify, communicate, and execute on both sides of the football. We didn't execute in the passing game. We didn't execute on the ground in the running game. I know we averaged over four yards of carry. But again, like I, I'm always looking like, how are our running backs running? Like, are they getting five yards of carry? Because that's what they should be getting. That's what, that's what running backs should be getting in six-man box games in the National Football League. So. How do we how do we get better in these areas? How do we communicate better on defense? Are we fun, base fundamental tackling? Are we getting are we doing the work that we need to be done there? Those are the those are the things that like if I'm part of this team, part of this coach there, keep me up at night. How do I get myself? How do I get my how do I get my safeties in a position where they're like I'm going to take my shot behind the line of scrimmage, right? I'm going to get you know I'm going to be in position behind. I'm not going to try to have to tackle Saquon Barkley in the hole. Uh, you know, two, three yards past the line of scrimmage. I want to get him, I want to get him before he gets ahead of steam. Or or I want to I want to feel so confident that I can win play side against a, a, a left guard that just came off the couch that you know I'm gonna just make him get boxed in and I'm not gonna allow him to get outside of it. Like those things just have to be you know part of the vernacular. That's why you know I put up attitude with Isaiah McDuffie. He doesn't he made mistakes. But there's an attitude that guys like that play with that that I think really resonates in a locker room. We can't you can't get enough of it. So on to Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm going to be doing a show on that in two days. I think that'll be a, a, a good matchup. So check for that on the Prostitute Perform channel, guys. Hit the like button, subscribe, and view on this one if you enjoyed it. Uh, I'm Mike Wall. You can hit me on Mike Wall 68 on Twitter, Prostitute Perform on Instagram. Have a great rest of the week. I'll see you Thursday. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.